You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Ooh, that is a fantastic-looking fire you have up there. It is, yeah. Let me go full screen, though. And it has crackling, too. It does. So, oh, listen to that. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the show, right? Mm-hmm. A little crackle, crackle pop on a nice April day. <laughs> Just a couple gentlemen with a YouTube fire going. Dude, it's supposed to be super sunny tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, it's like 70-something, I heard. Which here in Portland, that's really nice. Yeah. That's but, actually, um, that's hot as fuck too. Right. It's only 63 right now. And like I was sweating on the way over. Yeah. I know. It's so fucking funny. Like anytime it gets over 60, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking like, dude, it's got to be hotter than it is. You know, then you check the temperature and like, oh my God, it's yeah. not even 70 degrees and I'm sweating my nutsack off. I know. It's going to be 10 degrees hotter tomorrow too. Fuck yeah, bro. Um, the older I get, the more I want nice weather. This yeah. is something I know. I used to fight it. Like I took pride in the fact that I was, you know, a, a dark Portland folk that mm-hmm. liked the rain and cold. Yeah. And I still do, but I, I'll, I'm also tired of being fucking depressed all the goddamn time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as a kid, I mean, video games work regardless of the weather. Yeah. And that's typically. And so to being, being in a band works too. Yeah. Yeah, and I was that kid that like all all the seasons like blurred together for me. Right. It wasn't now it's very much like, oh my god, summer, I'm so pumped, like I'm never gonna be in the house. Like I get really stoked for it and there's like a separation in seasons, but as a kid you have no money. Yeah. You have no liberty. You got nothing. So you're like, oh, what am I gonna do this summer? Well, probably what I did fall, winter, and spring. <laughs> so <laughs> Exactly. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, no guests tonight. Um, that's just the way it is, you know. We're just gonna hang tight. We're gonna keep it, keep it loose. We're gonna hang tight and keep it loose, though. Yeah. You know, with a nice fire going on in the corner. Uh, what's been going on with you, buddy? How's your week going? Going pretty good. You're working S- standard. A lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are too. things ramp up out of nowhere. I was thinking about it today. Like, in life, you have zero fucking control over like the the ebbs and flows like the mm-hmm. the peaks and valleys of yep of like busyness so you really your only choice and i you know in my mid 20s i would try to like i had the arrogance to think i could control that like just start saying no to more things and like start blowing off more people and eventually they'll quit asking you to do things and then you'll have fewer opportunities which will be nice cuz with fewer opportunities comes like less stress but then you know then you get depressed and you isolate and that's not really what you want it really comes down to balance you don't want to just nuke your fucking calendar no no you want to you want to balance it and you want to like 
just honestly, you the, the cheat code is just building up that mental resilience and just kind of managing stress and just being like, is this truly a stressful thing or do I just have a lot on my plate? And if, no. if I attack things one at a time and just try to get two things done today, two things done tomorrow, like it, it's been very much like a I'm learning like at 32 years old to fucking just the baby steps of one thing at a time. Yeah. And you, you've been inspiring. Like I've been telling you, you were inspiring me to start working out again. Yeah. Because you've been so good about doing that lately. And I was thinking about it cause I was listening to a podcast with, uh, Aubrey Marcus. Yeah. The guy from on it and, and Rogan actually was the guest. Yeah. I want to see that one. That's recent, it's right? super good. They just dropped. Yeah. I really, really good. Just saw that it was a thing. Yeah. Enjoyed every minute of it. And, uh, one of the things we're talking about was struggle in, in your life and how, like that's one of the many benefits to working out or even if it's not working out, working on something that you're going to work hard on, like something you believe in. Yeah. That it's, it's like humans need struggle. <laughs> they, right. they need it. And if you don't, if you're not going to go and create that struggle, that pain, that resistance through either exercise or like I said, working on something that's going to take a lot of your time and, and brain power, then you then you're going to create that struggle in your life. Yeah. And it's I've been there. I've I've been recently in this place, that place where just your life <laughs> is getting you down. Like it's just hard to manage your life. That your just your life alone is a struggle. That's a bad place to be. You want to you want to be in a place where the things around you are a struggle. Like like the you know the the workload you were just talking about. Um you know, and if you're not there, then yeah, you're just gonna, you're gonna create struggle for yourself. You're gonna start creating problems for yourself. Yeah, exactly. You should never want to get rid of struggle, but exactly, y- you should be in a place where the things you can't control are the primary source of struggle. Yes. If if there are things you can control and there's a struggle there, then there's a systemic issue. Yep. Your system is broken. Or if you're controlling and you're purposely adding like yeah. res- resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, uh, that's a very common thing, too. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's why people do martial arts. That's why people do things that are difficult, you know, run marathons or some shit. Yeah. Well, and my issue is just it feels counterintuitive sometimes when I have when I have a lot going on that's stressing me out. The idea of ignoring all of it to go for a run yeah. is like, dude, I don't have time. All this shit is stressing me out and I'm going to go run outside. I, I don't have time for that. But the, the thing you're not seeing in that moment is that that's what's best yeah you can you can manage that stress better mm-hmm. if you're coming at it from a more like cognitively clear place you know you have you've worked out you and i mean there's all kinds of science that backs up how how uh stress reducing exercises get those endorphins up and then you're you're done with that you have that sense of accomplishment and that momentum can kind of carry you through whatever tasks are you know driving you fucking crazy Absolutely. This this is really funny. There's I see three fires. I see th- oh, three yeah. of th- those fires. <laughs> All of a sudden, TV, it's the like laptop, and the reflection. This not window. calming when there's that many. <laughs> I'm like, is this room yeah. burning down right now? Uh-huh. Um, I I always wish you could talk about some of the stuff you're working on. I know. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Because like the thing you were just talking about was pretty interesting yeah well i mean i was bitching about it <laughs> but yeah true, it is it's true. a cool thing that's just been a little annoying but i mean that's kind of that's to be expected um yeah i know 
I know. I just on the way over, I was thinking about uh, the the thing that I brought up uh, to you a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's like still like the biggest thing I've probably ever worked on. I think. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about just like fucking letting that loose, but I'm gonna wait because we're still. It's still like just very early, so it it wouldn't I be wish smart. You could. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm about to work on round two. That's, that's going to be a good one to talk about. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited to, I think this weekend I'm going to submit Dude, some. that's fucking crazy. I know, it is. It's really weird. Like, I, I want to talk about it with, with the, the fans. Yeah. But we can't. I know, I know. It'll Damn be cool, it. though. It's but you gonna, will be able to. Yeah, overall, it, it's going to be better. Because it's, there's, I don't want to be that guy that, like, talks about shit. I want to be able to show stuff and, sure. you know. Totally. I mean, that's, uh, it's what I like about you. <laughs> yeah. What's your so. website? It came from the sky? No, it's just alanashcraft.com. Oh, that's right. That's I'm working right. on a new one, though. That the, the current website is like, it's gotten no love for like six months. I'm kind of redesigning and mm. and like most Your creatives. Instagram's more. Yeah, yeah. The Instagram's where to go. And that's, it's, it came from the sky on uh, Instagram. Thinking about changing that to Alan Ashcraft, too. It's a weird thing. Like, kind of like we were talking about potentially changing the name of the podcast. It's, it's, I'm in the same boat with, uh, it came from the sky has just been a moniker I've had since. I started, so there's a little bit of that, um, like, it's it's kind of sentimental, and it's, uh, I don't really think that there's, like, a brand necessarily built around it, even after 15, 16 years, whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, and, I mean... Yeah, because most people probably still know you by your name more than anything, right? Yeah, well, and listen, if that moniker is going to be sentimental, how about my actual fucking name, which I've had for an additional, uh, what, fucking, like, 16 years, 17 years or something, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's a crazy unique name too. That's like just the last name Ashcraft. It's so unique. Every, but it's always Ashcroft always. So if I think last time I looked, there were literally three Alan Ashcrafts with the exact spelling. One of them is a fire chief in Ohio. <laughs> um, that does sound like a fire chief. Yeah. So. Hey, Ashcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of fires, we might as well just talk about yeah. it since oh. this is the theme of the show. We got solid fires segue. Everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what they call me, James Segway Macmillan. <laughs> um, but they really mean those dorky things that you ride. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Which I've never actually been on. Me neither, dude. People I, breaking their asses on those all the time. I'm not a beta fucking loser. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you were saying you didn't care all that much, which is pretty heartless of you. Yeah. And all the people in Paris are gonna... Pretty standard not of like me. you. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is crazy, though. Like, historically, it's been... What was it? What is it? Like, over 850 years? Yeah, I don't even know, but, I mean, I believe that. So, what what's crazy to me is just, like, the length of time that buildings can, can last. It, it no. lasted the French Revolution, mm. all that destruction, and that stood... It lasted World War Two and fucking Hitler. I, I read somewhere that Hitler actually directed the German army not to bomb the uh, uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, like out of respect. For yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I've always said he's a good crazy? dude. I, dude, I always try to defend People that People don't guy. believe me, but like there's a good point right I'm there. Like, look, he's a little misunderstood. Yeah. He was really ambitious. Exactly. And he was really... His birthday's coming up, isn't it? Dude, let's go out for his birthday. I think it's 420. You want to do something for that? I'm down. Dude, this got dark really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're I mean, listen, dancing with the devil right now, bro. If it's too soon for, for Hitler jokes, I mean, come on. Do you think that there's any topic that you can't 
laugh about or like make a joke about. No, me neither. I, I think, I think the, the too soon thing can happen, but that's yeah. Who decides that, right? I think that there's certain topics that are extra challenging to make funny for sure. But it's like what? <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> Just I mean, I'll, I'll I'll really answer that. But uh, yeah, it's in in tragedy is subjective as well. You know, like if yeah, exactly there could be a school shooting, I make a joke about it. But if my little brother is one of the kids in that school shooting, that particular school shooting is now a little less funny to me personally. Right. So then there's that, you know, how how are you inserted into that that situation? So I get it. I, I don't think that I there's, know. you know, to answer your question a different way, there isn't there isn't anything that can be joked about. And literally everybody thinks it's funny. Right. Because, I mean, that's I have to answer your question subjectively. Like, I think you could make everything funny, but that's just because I have my brain and I know how I feel about shit. Yeah. So, but I'm sure there's people out there that you literally couldn't make anything. They could stub their toe and you I can't. Know. God, how would you want to be one of those people? And yeah. they exist, man, by the fucking thousands. Yeah. And they're, they're cool with it. I would argue that once you can start making fun of shit, that now, you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Take away its power. Like if you have cancer, yeah, I'm sure for the first fucking while you're not gonna want to crack jokes about that. Yeah. I get it. But yeah. once you can, dude, you're right. Like you just said it. Now mm-hmm. you have the power. You are in control. Yeah, exactly. I I realized that when my grandfather passed away, I was super bummed. <laughs> my wife went out on the limb and made a joke. She made a dead grandpa joke, and it fucking landed. And it was so goddamn funny. And it came from such a place of love that I was just like, yes, yeah, that that's it. I'm I'm okay now. Well, there was I that. I know I'm gonna be all right. There was that British comedian that recently died on stage. Really? Yeah, he he like had a heart attack or some shit. Died. Yo. Everybody obviously thought it was a joke. What's his name? I don't know. You can literally just put in British comedian. Uh, um, yeah, I'm sure. And then dead stage, whatever. Um, I'd never heard of him. <laughs> then dead stage. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh. So everybody thinks it's a joke. And then finally he, you know, AMR is called or whatever the, the British. Oh, like while he's dying, people thought he was just yeah, yeah. pulling a gag. They were like, oh, this is because he had been talking about how he didn't feel well. And he almost wasn't going to show up to the show. Ian Cognito. And he even made the joke. How funny would it be if I died tonight? Oh, on stage? my God. No then, way. Yeah. A handful of minutes later, he does. And he's he's carted off and everybody real, realizes it's real. The MC gets on the stage and goes listen, you guys, this is how he would have wanted to go. Let's be real. And then, like, there's kind of some silence. And then the MC goes, uh, maybe a bit bigger of a venue, though. And a lot of people started laughing. And yeah, this yeah, dude yeah. died seven minutes ago. So it's dude. it all depends on the environment. It just... Yeah. I mean, I guess you know if it works if people laugh, right? I mean, right. That's, that's the test of a good joke. Yeah. So, yeah, British comedian Ian Cognito. Died on stage Thursday evening during a stand-up performance. He was in his early 60s. He fell ill during the performance at the Attic Bar in the English town of, but I won't even try to pronounce that, 14 miles north of Oxford. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the audience thought it was part of the act. Died with his boots on. That's commitment to comedy. I'll never forget his kindness when I was, whatever, someone talking about him. Yep. Um Jesus Christ. Oh, it goes on to say uh, around halfway through his set when he fell ill, he sat down, put his head and arms back. His shoulders were twitching. And then the audience thought it was part of the set because he was a flamboyant character on stage. 
didn't seem unusual. And then a few minutes after that, he died. Yeah. That's crazy. That's fucking nuts. I mean, that's the shit that Andy Kaufman would talk about doing. Like <laughs> yeah. a- Andy Kaufman's a big thing. He actually wanted to light himself on fire on stage and die that way. Do you like that kind of humor? I mean, is that humor? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, that's insane. That's a valid question. That's no. really, really bizarre. Like, what is the It's not the my cup of tea. I'm not, yeah. I'm not big on it. But I get the argument that, like, there's some genius there. Right. Yeah, but yeah. It's I mean, not my thing. I have I have a thing with for me comedians it should always be humor first like with with a bullet mm. if you, there are dudes like Bo Burnham or um you know fucking he's great uh, John Mulaney Jerry Seinfeld that they have they have like some some like lessons I guess for lack of a better term within a lot of their material especially Bo like his his shit he's got a massive and social he's been commentary doing it since he was a kid oh yeah he's he's a prodigy um. But they always make sure that it's still fucking hilarious. That needs to be number one. Otherwise, it's this weird like slam poetry thing where right. you might as well just be wearing a fedora and like it gets all preachy. Yeah, like, it's just not it just it doesn't work. It turns the venue into a coffee house and it's just agreed. It's cringy. But if it's always funny, if the comedy is leading um, that performance, I think you can you can say a lot of oh, totally. like, really vast things. What else do you want to talk about, Alan? Hmm. Um, I watched uh, I watched this documentary on Vice. Um, it's called Dark Side of the Ring. It's it's so weird because like I grew oh, up. What is that about? Uh, professional wrestling. Oh, okay, I was thinking of something else. I uh, I grew up watching. You know, my grandpa was really into professional wrestling, and so I got into that. And like the, uh, you know, WWF wasn't really my. Th- thing i can never get into it but i i was really into like wcw with like you know fucking dean malenko and perry saturn fucking ray mysterio jr and raven and rhino and goldberg is that like is that like uh a step down from wwf or something i think that was known i I think that's what most people thought i i just i liked it more i just thought it was a better product overall it was a little cornier so i think as a kid you know, watching cartoons and shit all the time, I gravitated towards that cartooniness, like the mm. the goofy, like they had like more luchadors that were fucking spinning and shit in the air. Rey Mysterio was like my dude for the longest time. Um, but yeah, so I, I really liked it. And then, you know, I fucking, I grew up like by 13, I think I was just like, this is so stupid. And I kind of, I lost track of, um, you know, the, who the big names were. And right. So, uh, I, so I have like, there's a part of my brain that is, that loves that shit. Um, but I don't, I don't actively watch it now. And there's this uh, documentary dark side of the ring that it kind of dives into specific, um, like iconic characters or moments or whatever, uh, within professional wrestling. And episode one is, uh, I'm already going to forget his fucking name, but it was a wrestler I'd never heard of. And I guess he was a really big deal in like the 70s and Nah, no, it must have been like the 80s, 80s, early 90s. Uh, but he was primarily in um, like Japan and he was in uh, some some other country. But he was a fucking, he was like six, I want to say he was like six, six, three, forty. Jesus. It was like something. The, Just a monster. Uh, Not Bruno. Oh, Brody. Brody the Bruiser or some shit like that. Anyway, massive dude. And he, uh, he 
ends up killing it. Like he's just he's awesome. He's kind of like a like an earlier Andre the Giant. People love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of wrestlers were jealous of his notoriety, his like uh, rise to stardom and shit. He ends up getting stabbed to death. Good God! By these other wrestlers, and it's what the fuck? legitimately a fucking really sad story. It was, but oh, it, it I mean, it, like a real. It was really positive. entertaining. It was so entertaining. It just it doesn't really end super happy and it's it's really um does it give like a good inside look on the world yeah yeah exactly well it just shows how like non-regulated things were and Mm. just uh and then you know how sketchy everybody gets uh you know post attack a lot of people were oh no a fan stabbed him and but i i will say that the one like really uplifting thing is he's got this uh this buddy um see i keep wanting to say teddy atlas but that's a boxing trainer but maybe this dude just has the same fucking name. He's just a really built, like a huge built. Uh, Is this on Netflix? Um, no, it's. Uh, how did I access it? I think I accessed it through just the Vice app. Right. And I think I have that like via a Comcast login. This goes back to last podcast when I was complaining about just jumping through hoops and shit mm-hmm. to figure out all your shit. Um, yeah, I can't remember the dude's name. But anyway, he had a. There was another professional wrestler that was like a close friend of, of Brody's and uh, he ends up standing up against a bunch of other wrestlers that then wanted him killed. Um, anyway, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it, but Dark Side of the Ring. No, I got you. Episode one. Fantastic. Uh, cool. For some annoying reason, episode two is just missing. And then episode three is all about Macho Man um, and his like really unhealthy relationship with uh, Miss Elizabeth, who was kind of like one of the first like uh, divas or like female, like iconic female figures within professional wrestling. And um, that one was a little less interesting, but like still pretty, pretty cool. And I think a lot of people listening are probably way more familiar with uh, that era, you know, Hulk Hogan. And yeah, I'm surprised to hear that you were into wrestling at all. Yeah. But you're not anymore. No, 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 I couldn't imagine. Silly. Yeah, it is very silly. Yeah, it's it's uh, I want to make fun of it. And I and I do and will. But I, I think I think why people like it is because it's it's like such a funny, well-written show. You know? Right. If you just go into it, I mean, it's obviously fucking fake and yeah, uh, all that goes with it. But a yeah, lot of I hardcore mean, fans will say it's not fake; it's predetermined. Like right. these guys are really taking slams and blah, blah, and it's like yeah, okay, but they're also being body slammed mm-hmm. uh, in a very coordinated manner. Like yeah, these it's are not tra- wrestling. Yeah, I mean, these are trained dudes body slamming each other on a canvas with springs under it. Right. But when they get body slammed, they act like they just got hit in the back with a fucking train. Yeah, I mean, we're both fight fans. You, you yeah. do one roll session of jujitsu or you know uh, grappling of any kind. You know, s- say that to an uh, NCAA wrestler that that's actual wrestling. Right. They'll, they'll fucking laugh at you. I mean, that's why I love that CM Punk like, went to the UFC. Know, because you can kind of it, it gives you a really good yeah. you see that kind of juxtaposition. Like, oh, you're of, not a real fighter. Right. Got it. Yeah. And even the way he it's I, I guess he showed me that it was so it, it is clearly easier to look athletic in the professional wrestling mm-hmm. world because not even I'm not even talking about how quickly he got starched and and whatever round and I don't I don't think he got knocked out. I think the his second fight went the distance, but he still like very decidedly lost. But uh, even his movement, like him, him yeah. walking, like walking Mickey Gall down, he looks so fucking so weird. Silly. 
Dude, it was well, insane. Well, it looked like he was acting. Yeah. He was, he was being a fighter. Yes, like, it I so watched did. movies with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. I watched The Fighter. I mean, all that being said, it, it takes massive balls to even get in there and do it. And oh, that's, hell yeah. That's awesome that he did it. Um, and I guess he's still training. He's like a fucking blue belt. my ass, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah, he's he's nuts. I love uh, fighting terms, like going the distance. Uh, he, you know, some got starched. Yeah. Where, where does starch, where did that come from? I think it means, uh, I've always understood it as meaning uh, like going stiff. Oh, like if, if somebody like okay. starches your shirt, right, it gets right, it. Right. And when you get knocked out, you go stiff and you fall down. I don't even know if that's right. Is there any way you could turn that light off? Absolutely. You, yeah. Thank you. It's just awful. Yeah. Going the distance. What are the other ones always here? Um, Is that cool if I just. Oh, uh, yeah. That's. that's, that's, okay. that's at least it's not in our face now. What was the other one? They always say. Oh man, there's a bunch, dude. There, one of my favorites is uh, getting mushed, because that one sounds. Oh, murked. Those are the oh yeah, murked like, is murked. Yeah. Um, mushed. I've never heard that. Yeah. So mushed is a. It's like an older. It's older verbiage that just basically means you're up against a guy who just, with pure strength, not even technique, just fucks you up. Like just holds you down and like me. Like it's it's gorilla shit. Like he just takes your head and like jams it into the canvas as hard as he can until you fucking pass out. Like no technique, he's not a ninja or anything. Oh, I see. He just—it's like what a fucking—it's what a grizzly bear would do to me. Right. He just mush me. It's—he's not—he's not going for my legs or like he's not finding my weaknesses. He's just grabbing my head and neck and just crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I That's love it. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, there's a bunch. Fuck, dude. What else? What other verbiage is there? Uh, yeah, murked, going the distance. That in describing dudes, you hear like a lot of like Joe Rogan and shit. You'll hear a lot of like he's a motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. Or a bad motherfucker. You hear a beast. Uh, yeah, beast is a. That's pretty common nomenclature, like in like just within all sports. Yeah. Um, yep. There's a. Yeah, savage is another one. Like he's a goddamn savage. And uh, then, um, and then, then there's more like boxing specific ones, um, like powerful, powerful Joe Rogan, the powerful so and so. Isn't that a fight term? The the powerful summon. So-and-so? Yeah, probably. It, it definitely could be used as that, or like yeah. he tuned him up. Tuned or, him uh, up. Uh, beat uh, be, uh, beat the brakes off him. Yeah, that's another yep. one. Um, there's like uh, that's funny. Yeah, the the Jorge Masvidal one. Um, when he when he fucked up Leon Edwards. Did you ever see that? Mm-mm. So Jorge Masvidal had just beaten, uh, I believe Darren Till, which mm. was very impressive. No one really had him down to including me i'm a massive masvidal fan which we'll talk about him next but uh i, I didn't even have him like uh, on paper i did not have him beating till and he does right knocks him out and uh or gets a tko one one or the other and he's doing an interview and leon edwards walks by leon edwards had just beaten i think via decision had just beaten donald cerrone oh, okay so he's walking by and he says something and i couldn't quite hear what he said but then masvidal just says hey you know maybe maybe not as a, as a response. And then he was going to let it go. And then Leon said something else. So he walks over to him with his hands behind his back. And I guess Leon put his hands up as Masvidal got closer. So Masvidal just hits him, uh, gets him like two or three times. And, uh, it went viral afterwards. Cause he said, uh, somebody was like, Hey, I heard that like you and Leon got in a fight and he goes, yeah, I gave him a, like, he, I think he says a three piece and a soda. That's what he says. Fuck. And everybody, like, I had heard that before, but apparently a lot of people hadn't because they that. fucking loved what it. What does that mean? Like a three-piece like chicken? Three three punches, 
is what he landed, but then yeah. he just puts it into like a fucking <laughs> into like a value <laughs> meal like type of oh like a three piece yeah yeah Yeah. he got three piece and a soda chicken mcnugget meal so funny (laughs) that's so fucking fighters are great man they are yeah because they're just they're different like you've got to be a little unhinged oh for sure just like stand-up comedy you got to be a little crazy so when i hear that like louis ck is fucking jerking off all over himself like and i'm like dude he stands in front of people and he's got he fucking tries to be funny like that's crazy too he talks about jerking off all the time anyway what what are we so surprised about Dude, he has he had a bit about how he wanted a hand job so bad and his wife and him hated each other so much she didn't want to touch his dick. So he grabbed her hand and jerked himself off. I with, love that. Like, dude, that's, that's the, the saddest shit. Saddest story. It fills ever. me with depression to think about that. Like, this woman <laughs> fucking hates you. It's like, come on. Oh, it's so come sad. On. Get it over with. Yeah. And she's just looking away and oh God. <laughs> yeah, my wife heartbreaking. My wife always leans into the the fact that <laughs> it's gonna sound fucked up, but you, you, so you you know my love for uh, the Jew type girl, the, right, the Jew yeah. looking girl, mm-hmm. Lake Bell. Lake Bell. My wife, I love Israeli girls. Mm-hmm. Like I like the the weird nose. Lady Gaga is my type. Like I like the oh. schnoz. The Lady Gaga one's like too much though, right? It is too much. Okay, it is. It's a little much, but That's I still right. want to suck on that nose. <laughs> right. Okay. Suck hey. On it. You know, and uh, and I also like that they're like they're like sturdiest. You know, they're fucking. They can like raise a, a child. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. And their hands are calloused from from lifting babies all day. Mm-hmm. And that that's like that turns me on. Yeah. And my my wife thinks it's the weirdest and funniest thing all all at the same time. So she'll like really poke fun at me about it. So the whole like impatient woman jacking you off thing like come on i got i got fucking kids to feed come right. on oh that's like ideal to you that's like my thing dude Whoa. that like gets me going bro yeah you're kind of an asshole to me and like come on boy just get it done i gotta go fucking cook soup that's so funny because like right you and i have talked especially recently about how like you're a more sensitive guy and i'm not yeah and yet like my my preference in that situation is the opposite of yours. So you as a sensitive guy would be cool with like like a relatively Whoa, pushy you're woman. My mind. And That's I'm the other way. Why. I need like I almost right. need this like uh, uh like softness and like Yeah, you want the nurturing, yeah, like it's the okay, baby. I'm gonna uh, my soft feminine hands will yeah. jerk you off to sleep. I want the exact opposite. Right. You know, I think it's even more fucked up for me. Because my mom is more the nurturing type. She's a very sweet person. Yeah. And so it's like I have those expectations for what my partner should be subconsciously. And Ashley will never fulfill that side. Not mm. not to that degree. I mean, she's not, she's very sweet. And I'm not. She's not a fucking monster. But she's just not her personality. Not her, to, yeah, it's yeah. not her vibe. And uh, so it's like she just she can't win. It's even worse, right? You yeah, know? like Dude, it's, it's what I want is Ashley, but I also it's not good enough. So I'm always going to push for her to be that nurturing, yeah. sensitive type. Yeah, push her to be like what she's not. I yeah, think we all fucking do it's that. A nightmare. Yeah, we all do that. That's the thing you have to in a relationship. You have to constantly remember to not do that and just I know. let this person be because I've been who they are. I've been guilty of it too. Like getting to know a girl and you're like okay she's a little like she's a little wild and i kind of that's not my thing Mm. can't really 
start a family with like a wild girl. But, you know, it's cool. I'll just I'll get into this relationship and then she'll slowly change. I don't know why we do that, because then you get into and she doesn't. And you got to you have to constantly remind yourself, like, you got to let her do what she's going to do. That's very interesting. You cannot put those handcuffs on. Because she's it's not like she's going to respond well to that. No. And, it, and it goes both ways. I know th- there are plenty of women I know that have done that to, to dudes as well. Like, oh, well, you know, he, you know, we oh, met at a club. Jesus Christ, yeah. And he's, you know, he's like. I want to fix men. He's a bad boy, but like, give yeah. me six months, he'll be wearing sweater vests he'll and shit. He's the father of my, yeah. It's like, what do you think Tommy's going to do? Fuck no. Tommy's, Tommy's going to fucking cheat on yes. you. Yeah, for I sure. say Tommy for a reason. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, friends. Yep. They all know. They all know this guy. Dude, they're all the same. Tommy, Jason. Tommy, Jason. Fucking Chad. Did I ever tell you about the <laughs> Jeepers Creepers story? Uh-uh. So my friend Tom. I'll just say the name. Yeah. He knows. It's not a surprise. Old Tommy He's an boy. absolute fucking maniac. He was married to this poor Korean girl, by the way, and now I hear that they're getting separated because he obviously is not faithful to her. Right. Because yeah. he's Tom. But uh, unrelated story, this one time he was doing it with a young lady, a nice suburban girl. And this young lady was dating another one of our friends whose name I won't name because he's more of a sensitive guy. Mm. A very nice gentleman. (laughs) And I think they had just broken up or some shit. And so she was fucking around with Tommy. And Tom is really funny. And sometimes he like he's got this high voice when he gets really excited. And he says he says things like neat and neato and swell and he's he's, a fuck, he's one of the funniest fucking people in the world. He, he says it like ironically. Yeah, ironically. Oh, okay. But no one else that doesn't know him doesn't know he's doing that. Right. Anyway, he uh, he uh, he he blew his load and he cummed on this girl's stomach, and out loud he goes, "Oh jeepers creepers!" <laughs> oh my. Or maybe it's just God. "Oh jeepers." That's what it is. He just goes, "Oh jeepers." Wow. And the girl looked at him like like he was obviously going to fucking wear her skin later that night. <laughs> so wait, she wasn't aware of his gimmick? No, she had no idea. And he couldn't turn the fucking gimmick off? Well, because, I mean, it is kind of who he is. Like, he oh, still God. does that, but he's always he always has a sense of humor running through him. But, you know, if you didn't know, Tom, that's a crazy thing to say after you come on some poor girl's stomach. Oh jeepers! Yeah. Oh That's my a frightening God. thing to hear. It's horrifying. I know this this fucking older guy comes on your tummy, and then he says, "Oh jeepers!" Yeah, in a very high pitched like. Oh, so they what were did like, I do? They were a new relationship or like a one night stand? Yeah, I think a one night stand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously it was one night. She ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. He's the he was the one last episode I told you about the guy that ran up in the hills with his. Boxers only and yeah. a can of beans. Wow. And had been pissing in cans in the cabin. What the fuck, man? Yeah, Tom is one of the funniest fucking people in the world, though. I mean, literally, like, uh, I'm not sure if I've laughed harder than being around that guy. He's such a fucking degenerate, though. <laughs> he's so fucking disgusting. Is he one of those guys that seems like like he's here for a good time, not a long time? Uh, I mean, like, he, like might, he, he might die at 40. I don't know. I would I would have assumed that growing up with him just by the, the speed in which he was consuming all of the drugs yeah. and just doing all of the things. 
Yep. But now as he gets older, I think he's more like he's got that cockroach blood. He's just never going to go away. Mm-hmm. I think I have that too. And he's also arguably one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. Yeah, I have that as well. He, he just goes to school forever. He's always going to be in college. He's working on his fucking doctorate right now or some shit. Jeez. I mean, he's really, really smart. And when he puts his head down, he's like just a very normal, <laughs> successful person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, what's yeah, he? He's got the darkness. So he's trying to be a doctor. I think like a uh, what's the non-medical? Is it just PhD? Mm, I oh, I have no idea. I think that's the difference. MD and PhD. I don't have a high school diploma, so. Do you really don't? No. Oh wow! Did you drop out? I got expelled. That's not surprising. <laughs> yeah, my senior year too. I what, had a. Uh, what happened? I just I would wake up, and it would be like noon. And I'm no, like, well, I'm not. That's the first. Problem. What's what's the point of going to? I'm just gonna play Tekken. I would just kind of play Tekken, and then I did that for so many months that. Uh, just your senior year, you did this, or were you always like mm, that? I was kind of always like. I gave it. I gave it an honest try, like the first six months in ninth grade. I got like one, <laughs> one PE credit. You're. I mean, this is more like me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a piece of shit. And student. then I just yeah, I started falling apart, and like you know, I was playing music, doing the band thing. Sure. I was like, fuck high school. Fuck high school. And. Uh, yeah, and then one day in, it was like, I think it was like April or May of my senior year. So I had like a month and a half of school left. I was like, I'm going to turn my life around. Like, it's time to figure this out. I, yeah. I need to go ahead and get four years worth of credits in a month. And uh, I was like, okay, starting today. So I go in at like 730 or some shit. I was a little bit late. So I had to go get a note at the office and I gave them my name and they're like, you're not in our system. It's like, what does that mean? They're like, oh, you have been expelled. Do you want to talk to the principal about it? And I was wow. like, no. Nah. So I walked back out to my, I had a Ford Bronco. I missed that thing so much. And uh, I called my mom as I was getting, and I was like, what do I do? Like, I've been expelled. Yeah. So like, get a job. So like a week later, I had a job in an apartment. And uh, in an apartment? Yeah. You had moved out? Yep. And yeah. you were how old? Uh, were you 18 yet? Either 17 or 18. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. And then uh, I got a job at like a, at SeaTech, which was like uh, I put together pressure washers on like an assembly line. Sounds terrible. Yeah, it was fucking awful. I was like eight twenty five an hour. I worked yeah. with some straight up psychopaths. I worked next to a guy once. I got put on this line, uh, and next to me was this dude named Pete, uh, which is funny because I talked about a Pete last time. Different guy though. Uh, this wasn't the guy that gets naked when he shits in public. Dude, that is just. This was a guy that was like legit creepy. Killer. He was like quarter confessions type, cre- like just. Oh my God. Some of the stories he told me were just heinous. Like just admitting to legit felonies. Right, right. Like right, sexual right, right. assault type felon. And I'm like, cool, man. Yeah. So I'm just gonna like I love those kind of jobs. Yeah. Because of that reason. Yeah, yeah. You the get, jobs are terrible, but you meet these fucking people. Real people. Like yeah. nasty fucking oh my yeah. God. Um Were you worried that this was your life now since you didn't graduate? A little bit, but I also just but Even, you also had the thing that you have now, which is like, I'm going to be fine. Yeah, kind of. Like My mom told me I'm going to be a composer. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm, I'm going to figure something out. I always have. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've always had that thing that, like I've told you wow. before, if I don't love it, I'm not going to do it for very me long. Too. Me and too. I knew I got there and I was like, I don't love this. So I'm going to do it as long as I can. And I was there like 10 months. And then I was like, I don't need this shit. Dude, I, uh, I didn't graduate. I, I got my <clears throat> diploma from PCC, actually. Portland Community College. Oh, okay. For non-locals. Yeah, in my junior year, 
actually more like my sophomore year, I started to tour a lot in the band I was playing in. I mean, for that age, that was a lot. You know, if you go out for more than two weeks in high school, that's a lot. Oh, yeah, dude. That's and then insane. it just, yeah, I kept picking up more. And then we had a, a thing we were going to do for like two months. And it just kept happening. And uh, the lead singer of my band at the time, he was a year older than us. And so he did the same thing. He had dropped out from high school and got his high school diploma. He did it the senior year at the community college. And he did it in like three months or some shit. Mm. And I was like, fuck, yeah, that's what I want to do. So I did it. And it was the best thing I ever did, man. Like my parents, they, they knew there's no debate really. You know, I, I was just like you. I I didn't show up very often. When I did, I was just so uninterested. You know, I, I think public school really misses the mark on this. You know, I for so long, I always felt guilty about being a bad student and not focusing in school. And I, I, I also felt like I, I was dumb or something like I wasn't retaining math and I, I just, I wasn't gravitating towards that kind of learning. But now that I'm older, it's like, well, I think it's also that there's just, they, they deliver one type of learning for one type of person. Right? Well, they do it over and over, over for years. And over and over. And it's so uninteresting. By 10th so grade. fucking boring. I was, I was learning shit that I had learned legitimately in like sixth, yeah. seventh grade. And if and if you're the way that me I'm not trying to say me and you were like awakened. We were more woke than everyone else, but kinda like yeah. I was way past that by that point. I, I was like, fuck, I've already seen the country two times over. I just didn't what know am I it, doing here. I, I didn't know that I was on the right path, like by blowing off school because that was right. so because that's so taboo. People forget that back then that's you were told like you're a loser now. Yeah. If you don't go to college, you legitimately you'll be homeless. You won't get yep. a good job. I know. And we all believed it. And so part of me was like, I'm going to be fucked. But then the other part of me was like, I'll figure it out. Like, yeah, I'm going to like my resilience has always been my strongest quality. It's kind of gotten me through mm-hmm. a lot of things. And that's that's really where it started to shine uh, the most for me was around like 18. I was like, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm doing this band thing. Yep. That's real fun. And, you know, you're also at 18. You're like, dude, I'm going to fucking live forever. I'm going like, to live forever. I've got bro. so much time. And um, I, know. I was like, I'll well, start see, worrying about this. out soon. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm going to worry about shit at 25. And yeah. then yeah, at 25 rolls around. It's like, okay. And the pressure still, really, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was 28, I think when I was like, okay, what's up? Yeah. Like, let's do so. And I think that's when I started yeah. looking for design jobs. Um, it was about the same for me. Yeah. Late twenties. I got married and I considered other things other than music for the first time ever yeah you know well i've always it's it sounds so conceited but my my biggest gripe in life has always been just not having enough time to do all the things i want to do i know that's that's been a thing that's i meet people that are like i don't know what i want to do and there's nothing more confusing i know to me than that because i also don't understand people who say they're bored yeah well depend i mean just it depends on the situation. Look, in if, general, if you're stuck in the DMV and you have to sit there and wait, right. yeah, that's boring. yeah. Bored in general is crazy. But bored when you have a a day off or just a day in this world and you have the freedom to go do what you want, huh? My first thing is, what does that even mean? Was your upbringing one where you were like doted on? Like, uh, are are you definitely. bored because somebody's not like throwing you up in the air and right. like doing the coochie coo thing? That's that could be part of it, yeah. I've I've had I've dated women that are very like they need me giving them insane amounts of attention. Otherwise, they're very bored. 
And I'm oh right. So it's I love like, attention, but if you got to go to work and do some shit, I have a billion things I can do. Right. And that I'm looking forward to doing. That's one thing Ashley has always been rad about. I mean, when we were first dating, she was more of like the clingy girlfriend type. Yeah, she yeah. was so young; it doesn't even really count. But for the most part, ninety nine percent of the time, she's always been super cool about like, okay, you go do your thing, I'm gonna go do my thing. See you later. Right. You know, she almost never busts my balls during the day. Like, text me back instantly. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, not yeah. at all. No, it's healthy to have that fucking space. It's always crazy yep. when dudes are the clingy ones. Yeah, that's an yeah, odd yeah. thing. That's an odd thing to see. Well, I think it also comes from, you know, how they were raised and oh, God, that's so crazy, right? Like everything is just about that, like how you were fucking raised, the environment you grew up in. And what's crazy is you friends. don't realize that until like fucking 30 plus. I know it's way too late. You spend your 20s just being like, why is everything well, so unfair? <laughs> and then you realize you're the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, we're, we're going into time here. This is rolling on by. This is nice. Did you watch... Uh, you, I think earlier you were saying you didn't watch UFC 236. I didn't, dude. It was so a lot of a lot of people are saying it was the that the headline fight and then the the so the main fight and then the co-main were two of the best fights like in UFC history, and they they okay. were fantastic. So the co-main was Israel Adesanya, um, and that's Stylebender. They call him Style yeah, Bender. yeah. That's Stylebender uh, against Kelvin Gastelum. That was great. Kelvin Gastelum just has this big ass head. He can eat insane shots. Like he, he. It was one of those losses where he lost, and everybody was so impressed with him. Mm, like it didn't right. even seem negative. It was just like whoa. Like he, you don't ever see somebody lose, and then as they're like walking out of the arena, people are looking at him like that's a dangerous dude. Mm. Like he just ate those kind of shots, and and he almost he almost had uh, Adesanya hurt. I mean, he did have him hurt in the first round. He almost. Had him finished. Uh, it was good. It went down to the fucking bitter end. It was a decision win for Adesanya, but it was super exciting. And then after that was Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier. And um, looks like Dustin won. Dustin is just, he's too big at that. Like he's too big for wow. Max at 155. How? Um, and he's powerful. God damn. He's so strong. Does, is that what that means that he's Holloway's only lost four times uh, or is it the other way around? Yes. Yep. Because he hasn't yeah, lost only, very much, right? No, he lost to Conor McGregor. He lost to uh, Poirier once because this was uh, Poirier, Holloway, Holloway 2. Yeah. And then uh, who else did he lose to? I can't remember. I like him. He's great, dude. He's he, super cool. He handled the loss so well. It was insane. Yeah, I heard uh, maybe it was Shav or Rogan talking about how that's one of the things he's really good about. Oh, yeah. He's he's a good loser, you know? He really is. He's, he's even classy about that. Yeah. I would say it's like him, Dominic Cruz, Conor McGregor. They are... They're great about it. Conor has... What's Dominic Cruz up to? Um, he, He's been doing a lot of, I think, some rehab on some shit. I don't know if he has, like, a, a legit injury, but he's been rehabbing some shit. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I bet he's excited now that TJ's out. I can't imagine that he's not pumped to get back in there and fight whoever what i don't do, what do you think about the tj thing um it's are un, you uh it's unfortunate but you weren't a huge fan of him anyway right i liked him i definitely i i rooted for him over uh cody the the two times that he fought cody i was 
I was in TJ's corner for that. I, I really wanted Cody him. He just to... seems like kind of a little bitch. He does, yeah. He's... He just bitches and moans all the time. And yeah. he can't stop talking about TJ. Right, like yeah. Like the whole him going to Denver debacle, that whole drama. Well, he's, he's the classic, like, fatherless dude that, like, he's just always unhinged. So Uriah is, like, his dad. Yeah. Yeah, so he's just, he's a very emotional guy. He's very big on loyalty. and he just... Right, which is cool. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, his last fight, I can't even remember who the fuck it was against, um... Pedro, Pedro something maybe. Uh, he. Oh yeah, who the fuck was that? He like got hit once, and then Cody just like fucking loses his mind after eating one shot and just starts swinging <laughs> and gets knocked out because of it. It's He's like, just hey it's, guy. It's so easy to pull him into like an emotional state. Mm. Um, I'd like to see him get a little more focused. Then I think he'd be really dangerous. Yeah. But, you know who knows. Did you see that um, Uriah Faber was on Logan Paul's podcast? I did see that. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I watched most of it. It yeah. was actually really good. Yeah. That's sick. It was interesting. I mean, you can tell that Logan's a, a fight fan. and Oh, he definitely is. Yeah. It seems he, like he's been chilling out a little bit, too. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, he's, he's growing up. Douchey. Yeah. He's still He's still Logan Paul. Right. But he's 24, dude. Yeah. If he's already growing up at this point, like... One would assume, but by the time he's in his late 20s, he's going to be all right. It's a tough world to grow up in, too. Oh, shit, dude. Constant validation and money. and A lot of money. A lot of fame. Mm-hmm. And, and also in a medium that didn't exist before. This is all new. Oh, yeah. A YouTube star? I still barely even know what that means. I know. A vlogger? Yeah. Have you ever try to explain stuff like that to, like, your grandparents? It's it's tough. It's tough, especially when it's yeah, tough. Like I I barely I barely understand. Dude, it. recently, did I tell about? I don't know if I told you. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a barista over at the Starbucks I go to a lot. She's a good friend of mine, Kelsey. What's up? Name drop. And we were talking about the podcast, and this older dude that goes there all the time. He's like the typical old vet guy. He always wears the navy. Mm. You know, I was in the Navy, retired hat, and it's like got the ship he was on. And yeah. Very sweet guy, but he's pretty fucking clueless. <laughs> and he, he he just out of nowhere started asking me about what a podcast was. He, like he had no idea. He's like, what is this? I've heard about the pod. You know, what what is a pod? I'm like, oh, a podcast. It's like a, it's like a radio show, but on the Internet. That I mean, that alone was just like I had spoken you know, Farsi to him or something. He yeah. Had no idea. It's like, okay, again, it's like a radio show, you know, like old people talking on the radio is like, yeah, you go, but it's just hosted on the internet. He goes, Oh, okay. And wh- where do I find? It? And I'm just like trying to explain to him how to even find the show. And the, this whole time, this lady who is probably a couple years older than me, she's sitting maybe five feet away from me off to the left and the whole time she's just smiling, but looking down, and you could tell she was listening. And then after the conversation was over and the guy walked away, she looked up and she goes, that was very sweet of you. <laughs> that <laughs> was very sweet of you, yeah, for trying. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's such an old guy uh, question. Where do I find it? Where do I find I mean, like, what do you, you even say to him? There isn't like a one word answer to that. No. I mean, he doesn't know what iTunes is. He doesn't know what right. Spotify is. Yeah. YouTube is just a thing he's heard his grandkids say. You know what I mean? Like that happens, and I don't want it to happen to me, man. That's when is you it just going say, to. That's that's when you just say what you want to do. Go to a computer in the browser. You put in meatspin.com. <laughs> All the podcasts are there. You literally you just, porn. Yeah, you just pick whichever one you want. 
Yep. And then he's got a fucking <laughs> a circle head banging dick on his computer. That little fucker lied to me. Yeah. That would suck because I know I'm going to see him again. Right. Yeah. He's there all the fucking time. Well, that's the thing. He's an old guy. So when he gets mad at you, you just go, no, no, no. I didn't say. That's not yeah. what I said. You didn't hear me right, old you guy. You have dementia, dude. <laughs> um, what was your favorite 90s sitcom? Oh, fuck. Um, I, there, I mean, there's so many, dude. I've already picked like, I'll drop three. A, I'll, drop, I'll drop three and you pick your favorite. Okay. Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step. Out of those, Full House. Me day. too. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Beep, 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 100%. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, what about between... Um, Jesus. By the way, Uncle Jesse. What a babe. So cool. Yeah, and then his wife, who was fucking hot as shit, and all up in that college scandal oh, shit. That's right, that stupid bitch. Love it. Uh, what do you got? What are your? I gotta look it up because I've only got I only got one in mind now. Oh, I just thought of a couple. Um, let's do. Oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. Let's do. Uh, this is gonna be tough. Okay. Home Improvement. Oh, so good. Fresh Prince. Oh, come on. Seinfeld. Come on. Yo. Yeah, that's tough. Seinfeld was a later thing for me. Yeah, Because I got same. into Curb, and then I got that humor, so I went back and got into Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. So I will say, to be true to, like, the 90s kid in me, this is... I feel like I can't win with my answer. It's tough, yeah, because this is like championship level. This should, this actually isn't even fair. I, I would say home improvement at the end of the day, just because I watched it all the fucking time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Fresh Prince is like, you know, so good. Fresh Prince is so good, so crazy. It's actually, it's like legitimately funny too. I watched a lot of Roseanne because it was my mom's favorite. Oh, so good, man. I love Roseanne. How fucking dark it was. My mom hates Roseanne. She hated it. And then uh, Boy Meets World, because Boy Meets World's great. Topanga was like so hot, but not hot at all. She was like boner one through a hundred for me. Yeah, and now you look back and you're like, uh, what? Uh, no, I mean, I'm still down. Oh, you're still down. Yeah, still down with Topanga. Yeah, for like thirteen year old Topanga. <laughs> what is Topanga, by the way? Yeah, that's not a name. Was it Topanga Lawrence? Is that like a name? name in California? Oh, dude, Saved by the Bell. I mean, that's Topanga Canyon or something. It's very possible Saved by the Bell is my number uh, one word. That see, that's. That's border 80s to 90s show now. Dude, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hanging, Mr. Cooper. So good. That's Hangin amazing. Mr. Um, so now you got my brain going. Yeah, same. I know as soon as I saw that one, uh, Sister, Sister. Shit. Wait, is that? Yeah, that's 90s. That's for sure 90s. Yeah, that's, that's what am 90s. I thinking here? Dude, Martin. Martin. I like the 90s, man. I like that like black culture was so fucking dope in the 90s. It was great. It was everything, man. Mm-hmm. Everything. Have you, ever, have you ever heard the story how Will Smith got the the fucking job for Fresh Prince? No. It's pretty wild. I will not do it justice. I won't even try to rec- recap it. But if you go to Will Smith's YouTube channel, there's a video called How I Became the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it's a really great story. Oh, that's sick. I'll check that it's out. It's really like the right place, right time. But then he pounced on that luck. You know, like he took uh, opportunity and just made it happen. Really fucking cool. Dude, I fucked with all of these. Night Court. Night Court was great. So good. Uh, Perfect Strangers. Loved it. Was Perfect Strangers the one with the robot girl? No, it was uh, Balky and... Oh, yeah. Perfect Strangers is great. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you uh, know what one I'm talking about? 
with the robot girl. It was like a family sitcom, but the daughter was a fucking robot. It was a live action or cartoon. It was live action. Um, what was that fucking called? Sitcom where daughter is a robot. Dude, Grace Under Fire. I Grace that. Under Fire. Oh, yeah, Wayne. Small Wonder. I've literally never heard of that. I don't even think that's on this list. See, that might be... Oh, that was 80s. Never mind. So that's 85 to 89. Oh, okay. So that crazy old shit. That little girl was a robot, and they would like pull down this little flap on her dress, and the dad would wind her up every morning. Wow. Isn't that fucking wild? And it was just a normal actor girl that would kind of walk around robotically. Like, what? I remember watching uh, Three's Company. And even at a young age, before mm. I knew anything about sex, knowing that like that that his situation, his living situation, was desirable, <laughs> like being like, "Whoa, right. both, both those chicks are really attractive," and yeah, you yeah. live with like, yeah, yeah. I think cool. I just assumed that they he like always saw them changing and stuff. But did you like Fraser? No, Stefan loved Fraser, and he kind of got me into it. Dude, I know so many people that like that's their number one, like yeah. all time. There's a whole podcast about Frasier. I believe it. Family Matters. It's dope. Yeah, it's classic. Um, yeah, I mean, that was just the time, dude. Blossom. Would you Would you say that, like, kind of in metal, how, like, um, there's the big four? Do you yeah. think that the big four of 90s would probably be uh, home improvement, step-by-step, you gotta Family put friends Matters? In there. Yeah, I guess. But see, I see. I now I understand why you said. Yeah, I'm gonna take that back because Friends is kind of its own thing. It doesn't really fall into like the family sitcom vibe. Well, in a weird way too, I wouldn't even put Seinfeld in there. Exactly. See, I would agree with that. And it's fucking huge. I mean, Seinfeld and Friends. It doesn't really get bigger than that. Well, because it's still with that single camera. You know, they have the laugh right. track, the live audience thing, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's still that type of show, but it's not Fresh Prince. It's not Family Matters. It's not yeah. Full House. Like, that's its own fam- family sitcom, I guess, yeah. is really the genre. Yeah, and I guess it's subjective. But for me, yeah, it's Home Improvement, Family Matters, Step by Step, Full House. Those were just... Family Matters, Full House, what'd you say? Home Improvement. Step by Step, Family step Matters. Step. Fresh Prince. Those are the top five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I'm mixing, like, I'm mixing popularity with what I preferred. Married I don't know. with Children, though? Did you like that? I loved it. But Me see, too. Married with Children was so like... Uh, so crazy. Yeah. That was like on the fringe. Like that sure. was... I mean, I, I remember thinking that it was like like possibly pornographic in parts. Mm-hmm. Like, Yep. It was like the family guy of its day. I mean, yeah. It was so it was, fucking It crazy. was the most raunchy for sure. Yeah. It, I mean, it still is. Mm-hmm. Like it would never fly today. I, I remember being so confused about like... Like one of his gimmicks was that he would always put his hands in his pants. Yeah, and I like know. I, I remember thinking like he's just holding his dick, and he's not. Right, because you were a kid, you didn't really get it. Yeah, I know. Now I get it. I'm like, oh, I just thought sense. he had like kind of a high dick, and he was just holding it. I remember I was probably nine or so, and I I got into this habit where I I scratched my nuts all the time mm-hmm. to the point where like I made them itchier. Because I was just scratching on them. Right, yeah. You know, kids do weird shit. I was a weird kid. And who knows how clean your hands are yeah, as a kid. Yeah, You're just rubbing shit all over. Filthy little kid. And uh, my dad called me out on it. And he said, 
he's like, yeah, you look like Al Bundy. And I remember when he said that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because he's the guy that touches his balls all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want to be that. Think about that now. You couldn't get away with that. A character just constantly fondling himself. Oh, no, talking shit about his wife and women in general. And like, so good. Uh, what was your feeling on Peg hero. Bundy? She was the best. That's my kind of broad. Massive crush, dude. That's my kind of broad. Yeah. Big, big old knockers, big old titters. I got to show you this image that like. She loves her husband, even though he's a fucking piece of shit. So to anybody listening, oh my God, did he take it down? No, he didn't. Okay. So anybody listening, I, I follow uh, this dude. His name's Cheyenne. Um, incredible artist, but his Instagram handle is Indian Giver. Um, okay. He's the shit. But anyway, he posted something recently. Um, you can go check it out now that you have his info. He so what he does a lot of the time is he like puts like fake tattoos on like culture like icons within culture. He did oh, one that's a great idea. He did one of Peg Bundy that just like made me feel some shit. Like he'll take a picture and then yeah, Oh my that. god, that is so dope. Look like, how cool she looks. Dude. That's like the coolest girl ever. I would I would date her in two seconds. She looks like this girl Sue that I used to work with at the Crystal Ballroom. Only with yeah. red hair. Katie Seagal. Her husband is uh, Kurt yes. something, the fucking uh, Sons of Anarchy guy. Metter, Mecker, Metter, Metcher, Catcher. Mm, are you thinking Shutter. Metzger? Yeah, maybe that's what I'm Because that's a comedian. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Sh- Sutherland? Yeah, now you're getting like closer. That, right? Now you're getting closer, yeah. That guy, yeah, he's cool. But yeah, he, dude, some of these are, like, come on, dude. Julia Roberts and fucking Pretty Woman. Oh, so fucking hot. Tatted up. That's a Without problem. tats is hot too. That is a problem. That is a fucking problem right there. Dude, I had such a crush on Julie Roberts. Still do. God damn it. Possibly the best one. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is she holding there? I, an umbrella, I think. Ugh. Yeah. I heard she checked herself into a thing. Yeah? Britney Spears? In a uh, mental hospital or whatever. Well, you know. I know. I mean, people are weird about that stuff. Like, Oh, cool. You're going to make fun of someone for having a mental health problem? Yeah, I good know. Good job, it's, world. Dude, it's... Fucking good job. Like, when she shaved her head and... Like, dude, she's a mother. Fucking relax. Yeah, well, nobody... What the fuck have you done with your life? It's just like... It's like Dave Chappelle said. He's... He, he talked about when Martin Lawrence was fucking naked out in the... Out in the street yeah. waving a gun saying they're, they're trying to kill me. Yeah. He's like, everybody just dismissed him, said he's crazy, but... Nobody asked themselves, is the environment he lives in a little bit sick? You know, is Hollywood is like, yeah. is that is celebrity? Is that is that a sick environment to live in? And the answer is yes. Too many people are like, of course not. You're getting right. a ton of money and everybody loves you. That's so healthy. It's not. You it's can not. It's 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 poison. Like you can too much of anything is is poisonous. And I think that that goes with uh, it goes without saying that that includes uh, validity and you know, fucking money and I know expectation and judgment and yeah, fuck that. You want to do some current events? Sure. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. By the way, we were just both sitting so disrespectfully. I was so comfortable. Actually, before you do that, I'm going to take a hot piss. Okay. Okay. I might have to go afterwards, honestly. So did you watch the... PGA, whatever the fuck, that Tiger won? God, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I didn't watch any of it. I just heard about it. Yeah, same. Um, it's a cool story, man. Yeah. It's the comeback kid, you know? 11.5 million was his purse. He 
He's 43 years old, too. Or is that bro. the total purse for the event? I don't know. I don't know. No, I think that is his. That's what he won? Yeah, it's it's no joke, man. I heard something, uh, not to take away from the story, but I heard, I think someone said that they just recently let black people into the tour, the PGA Tour, in like the late 90s or some shit. Holy shit. If I'm way off on that, excuse me, but I think I heard that earlier today. Yeah. And I, I my mind was blown. Holy fuck. So it's historically a very racist sport. Yeah, that is, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a rich white guy sport. Yeah. And we all know it. Damn. I played a lot of golf as a kid. Man, I went to Top Golf uh, within like the last six months, I think. So fun. Dude, that shit's hard. Fuck yeah, it's that hard. And that's de- not even golf. That's like, deceivingly hard just to hit the ball and not and not look like you have fucking spina bifida when you're doing it. Like <laughs> that was insane. But now imagine like doing that strategically over the course of eighteen holes or even yeah, nine. What the fuck, man? And then you have to like choose different clubs depending on how far and like what the angle is, what the thickness of the grass. Mm-hmm. Have you ever putted before? Yeah. Putting is impossibly hard. Man, I love miniature golf. Fuck yeah, dude. I don't play that Golf enough. is actually fun as shit. It's a good time. It's yeah. good to just go out with a buddy and have a couple beers. and It's it's a good talking game. You know what I'm obsessed with? Dude, that'd be a fun podcast, actually. Uh, What, a golf one? Yeah, like we could record and play a game of golf because we, we're terrible at it. Oh, dude, that, that would that'd be, be like a 100% YouTube video, I think. Yeah, there you go. That'd make more sense. You see my terrible swing and shit? Yep, I love that. We can do a, a side show. Yeah. Um, James and Alan go do shit that they're not good at. Dude, cornhole. Love cornhole. I am so goddamn obsessed. That's the silliest thing I'm obsessed with, probably. It's fucking great, man. I love it so much. You I'm ever, good too. You ever? So am I. You ever watch the uh, the ESPN like championships? <laughs> no. Yo, but I know it's real. I know it's I, a real Vice thing. Thing about it, and it's so fucking entertaining. Yeah, yeah. There's like sponsorships and shit, dude. Dude, that's so rad. I watched one of the best matches uh, last summer. It was, I didn't want it to end. It was so sick. I couldn't believe like on it. on ESPN? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I bet it was like really exciting though. It was so good. It was like. probably really good. It right? was the one in two teams and they were going against, oh dude. Now how far are those guys throwing? Like. I don't even remember what regulation is, but it, it was decent. Did it seem about the distance that you do like. Yeah. I tried. I, and, yeah. I think the, the boards that I have are like a foot shorter than regulation, but mm. um. The okay. width and, and like the, the circumference of the hole and everything. Is I need to get another one. I, I actually won a set at a uh, construction site that my dad and I were working. That's they, badass because they, they are giant. expensive. Yeah, they dude. are. It was really cool though. God, like for a really, for like the one that I wanted, it was like buck 85. Right, right. Couldn't believe it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Tiger Woods wins the PGA Tour. That's that's really crazy. Good and, job. you know, for all the scuzz bags out there, I mean, he was really getting kicked while he was down for a long time. 100%. Yeah, he, he was on, like, almost some Lance Armstrong shit. That's right. So it's good to see one of the scumbags come back and take a win. Yeah. Another feel-good story. Um, yeah, real, real feel-good here. 71-year-old Louisiana man has been charged with 100 counts of first-degree rape of minors. The allegations date back to the 1970s. He raped how many people? A hundred people? A hundred counts of first-degree rape of minors. And that's minors oh, like yo- like young people, not, not people that work in a mine. Yeah, not minors, but yeah, minors. But, you know, minors. That's really gross. Let's see if I can glean some details here. What a piece of shit. Yeah, so his name is... I mean... 
What the fuck, man? How are you not going to... Joseph Fountain. Uh, also, how do you rape 100 people and get away with it? I know. That is... Uh, he. Yeah, he had a little system going. Fountain was arrested on 50 counts of first-degree rape on April 9th. Days later, additional victims were identified. The sheriff's office isn't saying how many, and 50 more counts were added. Go back up to that asshole's face. Oh, that is so the face of that guy. Yeah, his face does not scream, this isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> His face screams, yeah, I should be here. Ugh. What's your thought on... Uh, well, I'll just go for the question. What's your thought on the death penalty? Where do you stand on that capital punishment? Man, I don't know. I, I have. There have been moments where I went real fucking Republican with it, and I was just like, in certain situations... Fry them all. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, that guy's yeah. worthless. Get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's hard not to feel that way about this dude. Like... It's tough. You you are going because a tough. lot of people are like, well, rape isn't murder. But if you if you really get into the details of it, you really get deep into the weeds. Just the amount of damage oh. that something can do. Yes, it's not yes. death. You didn't take their life, but you have done irreparable damage right. to their quality of life That's for right. the rest of their life. Yep. And I, I it's hard. A hundred counts. You've ruined their fucking life. It, it's a hundred people, and then that's that's just the individuals. Then think about the people around those people that the people who had to date these victims the parents of the victims mm-hmm. the children of the victims like you affect so many people's lives when you do this shit yep i don't know man i think um here th- there was a movie with george clooney the name is escaping me but there's a part where his character is asked this question he's like running for politics or something yeah and he says something like uh, you know because he, he's against capital punishment and the person interviewing him asked, well, what would you do if someone raped and murdered your wife? And he said, well, what I would want to do is I'd want to track him down and fucking kill him. But the state shouldn't be doing that. Right. And I think there's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like politically and like what I should vote as, I guess I am kind of against it. Just uh, just for that reason, I don't think we as a people, as a society, should be doing that. But, <laughs> but. I know. When well, fuckers like this are roaming around, it's real tough to not say, well, fuck him. He gets, he loses his right to live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Chop his dick off. It's one of those situations where, like, I, I don't know. you know, maybe it's not morally the right thing to do to take his life, but if the father or mother or any family member or the victim themselves got together and fucked this dude up and killed him. Yeah. I, I don't know that I would uh, judge them no, either at all. Maybe, maybe we're actually more savage. Like I want him cause death is too easy for this fucking yeah. cocksucker. Mm-hmm. I want him to, to get raped himself in prison for the rest of his life. Yeah. Like I want him to literally have his dick chopped off, fed to him, then he shits out that poop dick, and he's got to eat that poop. And then dick. he got to eat it. Yeah, I like know. That's that's what I want. And then w- where I kind of start to challenge myself is Man. ultimately what. So what is the what is the goal? What's the mission? That's and right. It's, that's right. It, it, you know, is is it even possible? Is there a road to redemption for somebody that's raped one hundred children? Rehabilitation is yeah. there actual. Is yeah, there is there any redemption whatsoever? And then if not, probably not. What. You know, it's, I don't know, in a weird way, like to your point, having him sentenced to death is the most humane thing. You know, a lot of people might want to uh, torture him 
and that's understandable mm-hmm. as well. I think uh, there's a lot of argument for the way that the Nordic countries do this. Mm-hmm. I think in Norway, I believe they don't have sentences over 20 years, maybe 25 years. It's something like that. And their the success rate is it speaks for itself. Now, you have to take into account Norway is not America. It's it, you can't it's comparing two different things, the yeah, apples yeah. and oranges. But for what it is, the you know, demographically they are very successful with rehabilitation and uh like you were saying like what's the point what is our what's the point of locking someone up in prison is it just to just to do that and and teach them a lesson or is it to rehabilitate is it to like what is the point and is it possible to rehabilitate somebody by throwing them into the most violent and and you know depressing Especially in America, Place. our prison system is an absolute fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. It's Aww. a fucking joke. Yeah, it's such a mess. It's just These it's privately owned prisons. Yep. And, oh my god. Yeah, it's tough. It's I'm I'm glad that I'm not the person that's got to make the decisions like that. <laughs> no shit. That's I know, rough. man. Yeah. All right. What um, else we got? Uh, London climate protesters <laughs> glue themselves to train as three hundred arrested. Yeah, I I didn't I just pulled this up and sent it to you. I didn't even get to check it out. Yeah, I'll let that was this, such a ridiculous headline. I'm gonna let this ad play and then I can uh oh cool, twenty twenty five second ad. That's reasonable. Insane. How does that still exist? Tries me These out. fucking websites, man. Well I gotta start being smarter and just throwing this shit into YouTube. There you go. Because the fact that we're on ABC News, like they... Because you've even tried to skip the ads, pause it, and, and then, then it'll it come, just... Yeah, it comes it'll back. Resync, yeah. Shit like this kind of pisses me off. Over 300 climate change activists have been arrested during three days of demonstrations in London. Protesters have been attempting to disrupt transportation in the city, including gluing themselves to trains. <laughs> And blocking off bridges. Super glue. Do not pull me. Some asshole with his hands super glued He's to like a train. Barely super glued. Yeah, what a pussy. See, that guy is actually going. The action for is it. being led by the Radical Extinction Rebellion group, with the aim of moving governments worldwide to take decisive action on the climate and something else. I couldn't read it fast enough. I mean, what is the? I mean, I'm all for it. Climate change is a disaster, but what does this do? It just pisses everyone off. It's hard not to feel like the goal here is to be seen in handcuffs being taken away. Yeah. Cause then it's like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm Nelson Mandela. Yeah. It's like, no, no you're, you're not, dude. You are, you are the Kmart of that at best. <laughs> exactly. The Kmart of Nelson Mandela's. Yeah. It's just, well, Oh, let me hurry up and be a martyr. Just like I'm what we were talking cause, about. Fuck those people. Somebody dies or there's some sort of a tragedy. You know, there's there's n- no bigger martyr than the person who was killed, and yet people are happy to get in line and try to take second place on that. Absolutely. You know, like, oh, this is my best friend, and I lost him. As a dude that you've talked to once in the last decade. <laughs> um, Beyonce drops surprise 40-track homecoming album. Crazy, man. I just saw the headline. Don't know anything about it. Oh, God, that's so much text. Look at her ass. God damn, that's crazy. Is big from the front. Yeah, it is big from the front. That's how you know it's big. 40 track, um, and it accompany the Netflix documentary about the event that arrived early this morning. Okay. Rumors of a new album called B7. Oh, wait. Spread so, in the hours before the live albums. Oh, so it's a live album. 
2018. Oh, so it's of the Coachella performance. Yeah, yeah. A little less cool. So a 40-track companion album with the documentary. Is that? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Well, she was probably like 40 tracks. That's not long enough. What if we... Let's do a documentary too. Yeah. The album includes two bonus cuts near the end before I let it go. B7. And I don't know I if I like that on. as an album title. A little bit bingo. Or would that be uh, <laughs> Battleship? Could it be both? Wait, what is it? What does it say down below? Is it um? Is it just available in the normal sense is it streaming or that's weird right it is yeah it's kind of genius though like she that's what they do that's what yeah i remember when drake did this with that yeah i guess it wasn't technically a mixtape because i think those are supposed to be free but the uh if you're reading this it's too late or whatever he just like surprise dropped that like july of 2016 i think mm-hmm that's, I mean, it's kind of when you have that kind of demand mm-hmm. for your product, as it were. Yeah. It's kind of dope to just like, boom, in the world. Oh, yeah. It's it also fairly egotistical, but you it know, doesn't get whatever. much bigger than Beyonce. You got a movie pick? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, I do. Let's do um, movie pick for this week is going to be Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Oh. Go ahead and pull up the trailer while I chat about it um have you seen this movie now no it was like early 2000s i want to say or maybe mid 2004 ish something like that really fuck kind of a sleeper indie movie but everyone's in it george clooney directed it he's in it um sam what's his name rockwell sam rockwell thank you julia roberts speaking of killer is in it it's written by charlie kaufman one of the best screenplay writers of all time he did adaptation um, uh, being John Malkovich. Oh yeah, and this he, and among and many other things. Did he do Memento? Um, maybe. Huh. Did he? No, I don't think he did. That that feels like one of his, but I don't think he did actually. But real quick, so the the plot is, is of this movie is fucking crazy. So the plot is about a television producer named Chuck Barris in the sixties. I want to say. And he did like the gong show, the original dating game. This is all just sounding so familiar. So he made all those like the first like kind of garbage. He was like the first Howard Stern. Right. Like just kind of reality show, kind of garbagey, like lowbrow shit. And he was really criticized for a lot of the shows he did, but they were wildly successful, like really, really popular. And the whole time he, he wrote this memoir later on in life where he claimed that because he, he would disappear a lot too. Like people couldn't get a hold of him for two weeks at a time. No one knew why or even longer. And then he later on in life, he claimed that he worked for the CIA as a secret agent and was a fucking hitman and an assassin. I might have seen this movie. I'm sure you did. It was pretty like kind of a buzzy movie yeah. back in the day. Yeah, 2002. So fuck, that was a minute ago. God damn. It was one of Sam Rockwell's first movies. My name is Charles Hirsch Barris. I've written pop songs. I've been a television producer. In addition, I have murdered 33 human beings. I talked to a psychic today, and she said that you were going to be very successful. A pretty girl. Oh, yeah, Drew Barrymore. Some guys, questions, and she picks one to date. That's it. That's the show. 
his future was uncertain. I'm sorry about your show. Are you okay? I just wanted to tame people. His every move was being watched. I could use your help. I work for the Office of Diplomatic Security. Is that the CIA or something? <laughs> Are you interested? I can teach you at least 30 different ways to kill a man, Mr. Barris. The edge of your hand against your adversary's Adam's apple. Dude! Mr. Goldberg! Hi, Chuck. I have a hole in my daytime schedule. It's the Gong Show! It's a perfect cover. TV producer by day, CIA operative at night. Think of it as a hobby, something you do to relax. Thank you, Shane. Chuck. Here you are, Chuck. Pleasantly surprised. You're not like the other murderers. When you lead two different lives, it's easy to forget what side you're on. Hey, right. Penny, Patricia, how'd you find me? Are you serious? This is what I do for a living. What does she mean? That's what she you're does. You're dead for in my book. Do you want me around or not? It's complicated, Ben. You work for me. There's no backing out now. We let you in on everything. Drew Barrymore, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, and Sam Rockwell as Chuck Barris. Look who comes out of hiding. Someone changed sides. It's over. It's finished. Your history. of a dangerous mind okay so I, I gotta say trailers suck back then yeah I was just gonna say I love that trailer well it but it's it like was so corny so you like okay you like yeah. the like campiness of it yeah I mean I, I like it too but it's it's not very indicative of the movie like this fucking jazz music they never are oh my god it's way darker of I a was, movie I can't remember what movie it was but I watched the trailer for um <laughs> maybe it was like fucking blank check or some shit Oh, it's out. It's fucking crazy. It makes it look like it's a like a well, murder you know, mystery. That's gonna about to play again. Some it's of the problem. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, it's the the guy talking coming this summer. Yeah, same in a world. Same fucking dude. They don't do that as much anymore. Yeah, not at all. Uh, real quick, I wanted to bring up. So, uh, I mean, it's a funny movie. It's just not that fucking. Are you pumped insane. for the the Dak Shepard Lake Bell show? Have you heard about this? Yeah, I've been following her on Instagram. Yeah. Um, what's it called again? I don't know. It's a far, it's a farm something. Farm, yeah. But it seems is it like a sitcom or is it gonna yeah. be like? See, that's weird. They call it a like an environmental like a environment or a setting sitcom setting comedy. Uh, okay. Yeah. Where is it gonna be? Is it like ABC or some shit? Yes. Oh wow. It's ABC. Yeah, I'll check it out. I mean, I I love both of those people. I guess it was written by her too. So. Oh, dope. Yeah. I mean, I. That's. I, I saw that like that. a week ago, and I was like, I wonder if James is all over this. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's not my style. I don't like those kind of shows. Same, yeah. The sitcom vibe. Yeah, I like that. I told you recently, I've been uh, listening to Armchair Expert, Dak Shepard's yeah. podcast. I love it. I've only listened to maybe two episodes, but I, I definitely like it. He's awesome. Really bright dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great show. Cool, man. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, anything else? I don't I don't believe so. All righty. Well, I think this is a good time to to call it a, call it a night. Dude, we're actually going to get under an hour and a half. Woohoo! We've been trying to do that for like six weeks. I know, man. Shit, it's, maybe it's really longer. tough to do. Yeah. You get going before you know it, two hours gone by. Yeah, it's so easy. 
Well, as we say every episode, the, the fee to listen to the show is to pretty please go and tell one person about this podcast. Absolutely. That if you just did that, that would mean the world to us. We do work very hard at the show, um, despite our lowbrow sense of humor, right? Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to this stuff that you know. There's commitment alone. A lot of, like, yeah, just getting here. And yeah, I know. So yeah, that would mean the world to us if you did that. Go and uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Follow us at the Stateside Podcast on Instagram. And next week we're going to try to get a guest. I think that's a good time to bring in a guest again. Mm-hmm. I have a few lined up. Not totally sure who, but you'll just have to wait and see. Killer. All right, man. Let's let these people go. All right. See you guys later. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy, the evening TV. You miss your old familiar friends, but waiting just around the bed. reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.